Travis Wingfield. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. You are Locked On Dolphin, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami! Up, Dolphins, and welcome into the Thursday, July the 12th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we have just two topics to get to. First, previewing the running backs heading into training camp. Is this Kenyon Drake's job, or will it be a committee approach? Where does Kalen Balage figure in, and how many backs will they keep on the roster? But also, This is episode number 200 for your boy in the big chair. We'll celebrate that by performing verbal fellatio on each and every one of you guys, as well as reading some of the recent reviews from the podcast on Apple Podcasts. But speaking of that, first, I kindly invite each of you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review once you are there. Give me a follow on Twitter at NFL. follow the show at LockedOnFins, and check out LockedOnDolphins.com. For those of you that don't know, my background in sports coverage is writing to begin with. Podcasting is a new thing for me in the last couple of years. So LockedOnDolphins.com is kind of my baby. Check that out for every single day written content needs. And of course, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast for all the local NBA coverage and national NFL coverage of all of your favorite teams. Let's go ahead and get right into this podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins So as we move on into the second part of the training camp preview, we talked about quarterbacks yesterday, Ryan Tannehill, and wait for it, David Fales as the two quarterbacks that I have making the roster. Today we're going to go over all the running backs, which ones will make it, how the roster will be constructed, and we're going to start off with Kenyon Drake, and I probably don't have to spend much time on Kenyon Drake because the last couple of episodes have been a lot about him, talking about his overall ability within this offense, what he did late in the season, the fact that he doubled his snap count throughout the course of his career in the final five games compared to the first 27 games of his career. Let's go over his bio here real quick. From Alabama, jersey number 32, you guys know that. He is the starting running back on this football team, has two years of NFL service. He is 24 years old. He was acquired with the 73rd draft pick, number or number 73 overall in the third round of the 2016 draft. He is signed through 2019 with an $845,315 APY base. 821000 of that is guaranteed. So he is here for the next two years for very cheap. The Dolphins have a chance to really just kind of wear him down because he doesn't have a lot of tread on those tires. He has been second fiddle going all the way back to Alabama behind TJ Yeldon, Derek Henry, and a whole slew of Alabama running backs down there. Comes in and Jay Ajayi has his breakout year, gets put in the doghouse again for not having a full comprehension of the offense and how to do all the things that Adam Gaze asks of him. And then Ajayi gets traded, Damian Williams gets hurt, and he takes on the full-time role, and he's a new player. He is just absolutely exceptional in all three phases as a pass catcher, as a pass protector, and of course as a running back. He is a big play waiting to happen. He is physical. I just think the sky's the limit for this guy. He is a starting running back and a guy that we probably should be pounding the football to over and over and over again and using the play action with Ryan Tannehill off of that. And the question becomes, is Kenyon Drake going to be the guy or is he going to be one of two guys with Frank Gore, the next one on the roster here we're going to get to in a second. But I just tend to think that Adam Gaze has always shown a propensity to go towards 
more of a one-back system opposed to the committee. And he has vowed to change that in regards to all the 11 personnel wide receiver sets with Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, and Jarvis Landry every single damn play. It seems like that's going to be different this year, but we'll see if it is. If it is not, expect Drake to get the majority of the workload, a 75% snap count. Ideally, you'd probably get him out there for about 60 to 65%. Give some to Frank Gore, who is next. 13 years in the NFL for Frank Gore. He is wearing number 21 with Miami, 35 years old. They picked him up this season in unrestricted free agency. He has a $1,105,000 APY base, and 90000 of that is guaranteed. He is billed as a veteran acquisition solely for the purpose of getting this locker room and the work environment better. But he also has a on-field production to him in regards to the red zone rushing offense and short yards rushing offense where he was at 3.2 yards per carry inside the red zone tops in the NFL as far as red zone rushing goes and of course third and fourth and short third and fourth down and short distance to go two yards or less he was near the top of the league in that area as well he has compiled 1300 carries over the last five years a complete workhorse and a guy that I think will be one of the stalwarts of the early part of the season, maybe like a no Sean Moreno type of effect, not as many carries, but he's going to be relied upon early in the season and used often, I do believe, in that regard behind Kenyon Drake as they work in Kalen Balaj, the rookie, who, let's be honest, these three guys are going to be on the roster on opening day, but just trying to figure out how much of a discrepancy there will be between Gore and Drake is where the real big question comes in for me. And I think that you're going to see probably more of a 65-35 type of split. If it were up to me, that would be the case. They want all these guys to be able to be fluid throughout every single personnel grouping, every single package, every single play call, and they want them to be able to execute every route, pass or blitz pickup, running play. They were so hemmed in last year with the outside zone and Jay Ajayi. You go back to the tape when he took over, when Drake took over in the Denver Broncos game, there is split belly, there is veer, there is counter, there is toss sweeps, all kinds of stuff in the offense that was not used previously. And you hope that's the case going forward with Drake. And of course, Frank Gore will be the number one and number two running backs. We'll get to the other running backs on the roster next on a Lockdown Dolphins podcast in segment number two, including Kalen Balaj, the rookie from Arizona State. Just after one quick word, it's at Wingfield NFL on Twitter, and the show is at Locked on Fins. In segment number one, we covered the two guys that will probably make up about 90% of the early season reps in the backfield, Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake, the one and number two there. But going beyond them, who is going to be the third and possibly fourth running back that Adam Gaze and company keep. Well, we know who number three is going to be. It's Kalen Balaj, the third running back on the roster. Jersey number 33 from Arizona State. He is 22 years old, was taken with the 131st pick of the fourth round in the NFL draft this year in 2018. He is signed through 2021 with a $726,000 base. He has almost $600,000 guaranteed in his contract. And he's a guy that was known more for his potential than his actual production down at Arizona State. But he did so much and showed so much versatility, both as a wildcat trigger man in the passing game on kick returns, that you can kind of see where the Dolphins were going when they drafted him and the idea that they wanted to be able to rotate backs that could do anything in any package, any personnel grouping like we've talked about already. And Kalen Balaj checks those boxes. He is also a has a big fan in the building in Eric Studisville, the running game coordinator and offensive or running backs coach, I should say. He was scouting Balage back in Colorado in high school and developed quite an affinity for him once he was there. But the way Balage works, the, the way that he 
just is as a young man. We talked to Brendan Marion, who coached Kalen Balaj on a podcast previously back uh, when he was drafted back in April. And he was just talking about the character of Balaj and what he brings to the table as a person and a football player. I think he's going to be a big time star in the league. And I think eventually we're going to have Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balaj as a big one-two punch. But Balaj this year, the the presence of Frank Gore allows him to kind of work and ease himself into the to the workload in the backfield. And if you guys watched All or Nothing back in 2015 with the Arizona Cardinals, Bruce Arians just loved David Johnson for obvious reasons, but he kept about kept talking about kind of limiting his exposure early in the season. I think we could see something very similar to that with Balage this season and just working him in behind Frank Gore because we have the luxury of being able to do that and letting him get his feet wet and get his assignments right and be just mentally correct before he gets onto the field and gets thrown to the fire. So those guys are all three for sure. And then you have a glut of players behind them that are going to be fighting for one potential roster spot. And Sonoris Perry is up first for the number four running back job. He has four years of service, two on an active roster, both with the Bears, one with the Dolphins last year. He is number 34. He went to Louisville. He turns 27 in September. They acquired him via the practice squad contract in 2016 and then later to a 2017 reserve slash futures contract. He is signed through just this year at $585,000 with no money guaranteed. He worked his way through the less than glamorous channels to an active NFL roster spot, talking about practice squad, reserve, and future contracts, all that fun stuff. But really, where he really earned his money last year was on special teams and particularly covering kicks he was down there all the time and showing high energy and effort I thought he ran the ball very well in the preseason and he had a couple of carries late in the year as well so he's not going to be a guy that's going to come off the bench and give you carries or production on the offense but he will contribute in special teams and that's going to be where the decision comes between he and these next two undrafted free agents so we're going to start first with buddy Gregory Howe his nickname is buddy but that's what he goes by he is a rookie on uh, undrafted rookie came here via undrafted free agency jersey number 38 from florida atlantic he is 22 years old and he is signed through 2020 with a five hundred and seventy thousand dollar apy base again nothing guaranteed as an undrafted free agent he is built like a house they seem to be collecting these guys that are over six feet tall obviously Kenyon drake is over six feet tall balage is over six feet tall howell is six foot one 215 he is built like a house he averaged 5.2 yards per carry in college and was just a very impressive running back down there for the fighting uh lane kiffins at fau and his other competition as far as undrafted free agents goes is brandon ratcliffe the rookie out of louisville he is 25 years old took him a little bit longer to get to the nfl but 2018 undrafted free agent jersey number 37 he is signed through 2019 with a $520,000 base. Again, nothing guaranteed. So these contracts really just basically give them their foot in the door when you're undrafted. But he was productive in that wide-open Louisville offense. He averaged 5.4 yards per rush in his college career. And unlike Howell and Balage and Drake, he joins Frank Gore as the other running backs under 6 feet tall. So we'll see where these guys find their niche. They're both going to have to work their way up through special teams, become best friends with Darren Rizzi, and beat out Sonoris Perry and, find, and show them that they can get a cheaper, younger player at the position that can contribute on special teams and actually play on special teams and maybe give them a carry if an injury comes up in the course of a game or whatever it might be. So those are your four guys. I am going to select Drake, 
Gore, and Balazs, the obvious ones. And I had Sonoris Perry on here as my fourth running back, but I'm going to mix it up and take an undrafted guy. And I'm going to go with Buddy Howell just because I think he offers more as a running back. And I think he'll come in here and compete for the special teams job and win it that way. And then impress the coaches both with his special teams and offensive prowess. So those are your four running backs to join Ryan Tannehill and David Fales in the roster so far. Drake, Gore, Balazs, and Howell, the surprise First real surprise of the training camp cuts for me. So that's the running back position. We are going to talk more on the podcast next about episode number 200, which you're listening to right now on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL at Lockdown Fins. And it is very nice to be talking about football and stuff that's going to be happening on the football field over the next couple of weeks. But we should probably set this next segment to some music. Let's go ahead and cue that up right now as we are talking all about the 200th episode here of Locked on Dolphins podcast. We have so many ratings and reviews, 140 reviews on the Apple podcast app. All of them five stars. Of course, I have a 4.5 rating from the previous host. But with me, we are at a five-star rating for 140 ratings. So we really appreciate that. Let's go ahead and read some of those right now. First one comes from Island Canes. Some quality Dolphins podcasts online, but Travis and Locked On Dolphins are number one in my book. Solid, objective, and fan-friendly info provided consistently. Special request to the powers that be. Travis needs to be in South Florida for fall preseason camp to cover the Dolphins preseason. I totally agree with you there. Thank you so much. That comes from Island Canes. Next one comes from R. Candrew, 80. Great content and analysis by Travis on a consistent basis. It's clear to me that a lot of time and effort goes into this podcast. Been hooked since the first listen. Keep up the great work, my man. Thank you so much, Andrew. That's R.C. Andrew. I messed that up. My, my apologies there. Next one comes from Yutlord72. This has become my go-to podcast for Dolphins news and talk. Daily news is one thing that separates itself from other podcasts. Huge fan. Next one comes from Joe Philbin. Joe, we appreciate you out there. Not really, but the actual guy that wrote this comment, we do appreciate that. I only listen to podcasts on the Overcast app, but Travis's content on the pod and online and on Twitter is so quality that I had to shout out to him and show show love on here. Keep up the great work. Next one comes from Dolphin Ray. Hey, T, congrats on your two years in the big chair. Keep up the great work. Signed, Dolphin Ray. Thank you so much, Ray. And the last one here comes from Kevin Dog Juice Man. Travis is a real professional, seemingly able to know exactly the direction the franchise is moving toward in the offseason. I listen every day. It's really nice to get some news from a fellow Fins fan's perspective. And I read those in the podcast as you guys write them. So please continue to do that. And I want to send out some more thanks to guys that got me into this position to do this podcast and write for the .com. And just the best fans that I can possibly imagine. First, David Locke, the owner of the Locked On Sports Network here, for asking me to do this last August. I am so grateful for the opportunity, and I have really ran with it here and grown this thing into a big deal. Of course, Kevin Dern, my former co-host on the Finalysis podcast, just a wealth of football knowledge and a guy that I text with almost every single day about our Miami Dolphins. Sam Marcoux and Chris Cullen of the Welcome to Perfectville podcast for letting me join them back in 2016. If you guys want the antithesis of this podcast as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins and coverage, check those guys out for an irreverent take on the football team. Of course, the writers here at LockedOnDolphins.com, Jason Harina, Kadeem Simmons, Skylar Trunk, Will Rogers, Andrew Mitchell, Jordan Alberti, as well as Kevin Dern. You guys have been awesome for us on the website. The help that I get from, and I don't know your guys' full names, but at GTH829C on Twitter and at Lee Top Landing for the graphics and chart work for all of the in-depth stuff we do on LockedOnDolphins.com. And from Twitter, a couple of names here. I'm going to forget a few, but you guys, these are the ones that came up first on my app. Ronald Hyatt, Jason Clary, Corey Ashburn, Steve Hallett, 
Thomas, a.k.a. Mashmax, Noah DuPont, all of you that have written to the show and provided fantastic content for me. None of it goes unnoticed. This has been my entire life for the past year. So all of the Twitter engagements, all the comments, the podcast downloads, the page visits, every single one means the world to me. And I cannot thank all of you enough for allowing me to pursue this passion and make this into an actual job from all the notes, requests, suggestions. Hell, I know how many times I have been told to slow down the podcast and I work on it as much as I possibly can, but I often describe this podcast as drinking from a fire hose, Miami Dolphin style, and getting you guys as much information and detail as I can in a 20 to 30 minute window as our music has cut out on us here. Sincerely from the bottom of my heart, guys, you guys all humble me. You all challenge me every single day to be better each and every day. Still not lying from Ryan Tannehill. We have grown like wildfire on the podcast here, and there is no end in sight. I cannot wait for the first full season with an actual audience to communicate with. Last year, we had about 50 to 100 downloads per episode. We are now well into the thousands. So again, thank you all so much. I love you all, and I appreciate the fuck out of each and every single one of you. Hit them with a big fins up for that one to close out this podcast. The 200th episode of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast with me in the big chair, but that will do it for us today. You guys, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review once you are there. Check out the other Lockdown Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at Lockdown Fins and check out LockdownDolphins.com, the number one rated blog in the Lockdown Network. You guys have a terrific rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday with the wide receivers for another edition of Lockdown Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football. Oh,